Hello everyone, this is Rabbi Barry Gelman, and welcome to the other RBG on the Weekly Parsha. Recently, I've been taking fewer pictures. I found that whether I was attending a gathering of friends, a family trip, or a simcha, I spent so much time capturing the moment that I was not in the moment. Bear in mind that this was not easy for me. I am constantly worried that I will not have memories of the event when I want to recall them. Rabbi Yaakov Nagain shares a wonderful story from a Zen tradition that confirmed for me that my decision was correct. Here's Rabbi Nagain's retelling and the lesson learned. There is a story in the Zen tradition about a disciple who asked his master to show him the way to Nirvana. The teacher replied, through food and sleep. The answer puzzled the student. After all, do not all people eat and sleep? But the master explained the difference. When he eats, it is he who eats. And when he sleeps, it is he who sleeps. The capacity to bring absolute presence to every action brings one into contact with existence and forges a connection to the essence of life. That bond is the awakening that we so yearn for. My decision to limit my picture taking was in essence, the expression of my desire to be in full contact with those I was with and with what I was seeing and experiencing. Parshat Vayakel, this week's Parsha, includes the commandment to rest on the Shabbat day. Sheshet yamim ta'asem alacha, uvayom hashvi'i yihyelachem kodesh Shabbat Shabbaton Hashem. Six days you shall work, but on the seventh day you shall have a Sabbath of complete rest, holy to the Lord. But something has happened to Shabbat. For many it has become a day to think about what happened the past week and to plan what to do the next week. Instead of Shabbat being a time to be in the moment and revel in the simple joys of family, community, and God, Shabbat has become a launching pad for what is next. No offense to those who use the Shabbat meal to recall one good thing that happened to them that week. This approach would favor asking folks at the table to share one thing they are grateful for right then, or something about what they are currently experiencing that they appreciate. I also fear that Shabbat has become a day to do too much. We want to go to synagogue, visit with our friends, play with our kids, study, sleep, etc., etc., etc. All of that doing may diminish the essence of Shabbat. Rabbi Nachman of Breslov speaks about being present in his description of the Shabbat meals. Moshe said, eat today, for today is God's Shabbat. And the Gemar Masechet Shabbat says, our sages learn from here that one is obligated to eat three meals on Shabbat, for today is written three times. And says Rabbi Nachman, we find, therefore, that for each of the three meals it is written today to hint that the Shabbat meal is to be eaten only for the sake of the day. For sometimes a person eats because he is hungry from the previous day, and sometimes so that he should not be hungry on the following day. Rather, each of the three Shabbat meals should be eaten only for the sake of the day. That is, this meal is not for what went before and not for what will be afterwards. Eric Fromm said it well, when in describing the great contribution to society that the Sabbath has made, noted, 
It is rest in the sense of the reestablishment of complete harmony between human beings and between them and nature. Nothing must be destroyed and nothing be built. The Shabbat is a day of truce in the human battle with the world. On the Shabbat, one lives as if one has nothing, pursuing no aim except being, that is, expressing one's essential pray powers, praying, studying, eating, drinking, singing, making love. The requirement to rest on Shabbat reminds us that we mustn't look at the world in a utilitarian fashion, what we have taken from it and how we can exploit it in the future. On Shabbat, we simply live with the world, experience it, and appreciate it. Maybe we make fewer plans for Shabbat. Maybe we even, in the aggregate, have fewer guests and do fewer things on Shabbat in order to be more mindful of the Shabbat experiencing experiences we are having. Once we can do that, then we move on to the next question. What happens after Shabbat? Even if we manage to live Shabbat for itself, come Havdalah time, are we back to experiencing one moment only as a precursor to what comes next or in relation to what happened before? Again, Rabbi Nagain is helpful. He points out that the prayer added to the Birkat HaMazon, may the merciful one bestow upon us a day that is all Shabbat and rest for life everlasting speaks to the capacity to extend the message of being present beyond Shabbat. While Rabbi Nagain does not love the suggestion that this is a simple prayer asking for the expansion of this type of consciousness to the rest of the week, I believe that it's something we could and should aspire to. So what are we to make of all of our work and plans of the week? Even if we are striving to create a better world, are we missing something if our actions are focused on the future? Rabbi Nagain offers a formula that is helpful and wise. I believe, he says, that it is this very strong, active striving whose purpose is to change the world and bring the future nearer that enables a perfect experience of the present and a connection to life in the here and now. Doing is only at odds with being when a person sees action as a step on the way to future meaning. Such a conception of reality prevents one from living in the present. Actualization and existence are deferred to an unknown future date and the moment loses its meaning. In contrast, the realization that the journey itself, the groundwork, the preparation is the very essence of life, elevates life and reveals the holiness embedded in the six days of creation. Harachaman hu yanchilenu yom shekulo shabbat May the merciful one bestow upon us a day and days that are all Shabbat and rest for life everlasting. Shabbat Shalom.